Thanks so much for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and help you grow deeper in your faith. Awesome. Well, it's great to be sharing with you today. Uh, Despite those not being able to be in the room, thank you for joining us online. And over the last few weeks, we've been going through a series all about encountering Jesus. And so today, I wanted to go into that again, and I wanted to start by sharing a story of how I encountered Jesus. So I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up singing Colin Buchanan and going to Sunday school. Uh, I didn't memorize that song that a lot of children memorize of all the books of the Bible. And I really didn't know anything about the Bible or even what my place on this planet was. That was until my sister started attending a youth ministry with her friends from high school. And I was about in year five at the time. Here's a photo of me in year five. So as you can see, not much has changed. Uh, I look exactly the same. Um, Not really, but that's all right. So I was in about year five at the time, uh, and my sister would come home telling stories about all the incredible fun that they had that night, and what they discussed, and it was after a few weeks that I realized something. And what I realized was that my sister had something that I didn't. And I didn't know what that was, but I knew that I needed to find out more. And so I asked to go to youth with her the next week, And as you can imagine, my sister said no, uh, because those were her friends, and get away, they're my friends. Um, But thankfully, after some nagging to my mum, thanks mums, uh, I was allowed to come along to church with her the next week. And it was at this church that I had a number of encounters with Jesus. When I first went along to church, what I encountered was a loving community that embraced and celebrated me. And I was in year five at the time, and this was the first time that I'd ever felt this before. A community that loved me, that embraced me, that celebrated me. Um, The church stuff, I didn't really understand what the pastor was saying. It kind of went over my head. Um, But I encountered the love of Jesus through the people that I met there. And after probably about 12 months of coming along, uh, I got to go on a youth camp for the first time. Now, the camp was fun, I made some friends, but it wasn't until the last night that they were playing a song at the end of the night called Came to My Rescue by Hillsong. And it was in that moment that something suddenly just clicked for me. I found myself calling out to Jesus and asking Him to rescue me from what was going on in my life at the moment. And I decided in that moment that I wanted to follow Jesus. You see, friends, I had an encounter with Jesus, plain and simple. And every time I hear that song, I still tear up a little bit. Now, if that's the only encounter that I had, and I was still riding on the coattails of the past, I don't think that I would still be following Jesus today. For me, it's been a constant daily journey of trying to encounter Jesus time and time again and seeing him work in different ways. 
I've had some incredible moments in my life where I've seen God miraculously heal in front of my eyes. I've seen God speak clearly into my life and the people around me. And I've had God provide for my needs when I needed it the most and seen God work through me to care for and help others encounter Jesus. And friends, it's in those moments that the encountering Jesus part feels a lot easier when you're in the middle of it, right? But what about in those ordinary moments of life where maybe we haven't been able to easily see or figure out what Jesus is up to and what he's doing in our lives? And it's in that place that we have a choice. Are we just going to live off the highlight reel of the past or are we going to seek Jesus in the midst of life as it happens? And so I wonder whether you've ever wrestled with those same issues or questions that I have. And for some of us, maybe we haven't had an encounter with Jesus for a while. And we're living off the highlight reel of the past. And maybe for others, maybe you haven't had an encounter with Jesus yet. And I want to say that both of those are okay. Um, But I also want to say that today there's an invitation to encounter Jesus exactly where you find yourself in this moment. And so today I've entitled my message, Re-Encountering Jesus in the Midst of Life. And as we can appreciate at the moment, there's a lot of life happening as of yesterday and today. Um, But I want us to explore three encounters with Jesus from John 20 and see how Jesus meets his followers in the midst of life after his death. So let's set the scene for what we're going to unpack today. So the New Testament story begins in a backyard stable. Jesus grows up in obscurity as a tradie. His closest friends regularly went out in a tinny and fished for a living. There's a huge miscarriage of justice and Jesus is unjustly executed. And then here in some post-resurrection appearances, he meets people exactly where they're at. Now, firstly, before we hear our first encounter with Jesus, there have been scholars that have studied and looked into the death and resurrection of Jesus. And one of the conclusions that most scholars agree with is that the resurrection was a complete surprise. Not one single person expected Jesus to rise. In the Easter story, we see spirits of fear, of shock, of disappointment and grief in the lives of the followers of Jesus. And I'm sure that we can appreciate some of those feelings where we're at right now. But the book of Luke says of the disciples on the Emmaus road that they stood still looking sad. And you see, Jesus meets the disciples not only behind the closed doors in Jerusalem, but he meets them and us in the very ordinary day-to-day experiences that happen in the midst of life. And so here's the three encounters that I want to unpack today. The first encounter we see is where Jesus turns sadness and panic into joy and purpose. The second encounter is where Jesus turns fear into peace and purpose. And the third encounter is where Jesus turns doubt into belief and purpose. And so those are the encounters we're going to unpack, but I just want to quickly pray and then we'll dive in. So God, we thank you that 
Through the risen Jesus, we can encounter you in all of your fullness. And so we pray as we read about these three encounters and how Jesus can change what's happening in our situations. We pray that you inspire us and we pray that you help us to see how it is that you're inviting us to live differently. And we pray for an encounter with you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first encounter I want to look at is an encounter that Jesus has with Mary. And this comes from John chapter 20, verse 11 to 18. Here's what it says. It says, Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus says, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Now, friends, in this encounter, we can see that Mary's upset. She's standing outside the tomb crying. And for those that have experienced the death of a loved one, we can appreciate and understand what she would have been feeling here. Even though she had spent lots of time and encountered Jesus in many different ways over the years, she was still feeling the loss of Jesus in this present moment. She thought the encounter was over. She wouldn't have been expecting or feeling him with her in that moment, but rather the loss of his presence. You see, friends, the highlight reel wasn't cutting it for Mary in this moment. Not only that, but the tomb was now empty. And imagine the panic that she would have been feeling. They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. And friends, when it comes to our own life, sadness and panic are a part of it. We experience grief, loss, sadness, disappointment. And maybe as you head into lockdown, maybe those are some of the emotions that you're feeling at the moment. You see, sometimes life just doesn't turn out the way that we expected it to. And the panic and the anxiety-inducing fear that comes from looking into a future that we can't control and is unknown can feel overwhelming. Even though we may have seen Jesus work in our life in the past, we still feel stuck and afraid in the present moment. And we need to encounter Jesus in a new way. We need to re-encounter him. And here we see that Jesus meets Mary in that sadness and panic. Now note, he doesn't judge her. He doesn't laugh at her. He meets her and calls out to her with one word, Mary. And then gives her joy and a new purpose. 
to go and tell the disciples the good news. And friends, for each of us, Jesus is wanting to meet us in the midst of our lives, in the midst of our sadness, our panic, and in those life situations where maybe we're not feeling him with us in that moment. He's calling out to us by name and he's wanting to turn our sadness and panic into joy and purpose. And so friends, if you're feeling like Mary right now in this moment, take heart because you're not alone. Jesus is wanting to help you encounter and re-encounter him in that place so that you can live a life that's full of joy and with a renewed sense of purpose. And so friends, that's the first encounter today, that Jesus turns sadness and panic into joy and purpose. The second encounter we see, it continues on into verse 19. It says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now, friends, in this encounter, we see that the disciples are locked behind closed doors. And it's not because they're in a lockdown, but it's because they're afraid of being caught by the Jewish leaders. And one can only imagine the fear and adrenaline that they would have been feeling in this moment. Their leader dead, their lives on the line, their mission seemingly impossible, and the fear of not knowing what to do next. You see, sometimes in our lives we can feel like that too. We can feel trapped. We can feel locked in by life so much so that it seems dark that it seems disappointing, that we're afraid, that we're depressed, and we struggle with our health, with our broken relationships, where we try so hard and sometimes things just don't work out how we wanted them to. And I recently read a study that claimed that 80% of people who were unhappy in their current work environment was due to working in a negative environment. Life can feel like that sometimes, like we're surrounded by negativity, disappointment, and grief. And as we get the news of going into a lockdown for another two weeks, I can appreciate the grief and the disappointment that some of you would be feeling right now. Once again, the highlight reel isn't quite enough to help us out here. We need to re-encounter Jesus in a new way, and it's in those moments often that the action of God in the risen Jesus, interacts with the brokenness of our lives, and Jesus comes. And so here in this encounter, we see Jesus appears and says, Peace be with you. And they felt overjoyed when they saw him. Imagine the relief they'd be feeling right now. Their leader goes from dead to risen. Their mission goes from impossible to a renewed sense of purpose. Their next steps go from unknown to go and share this good news. Friends, here is that good news. That in those moments where you feel trapped and alone and afraid, Jesus is wanting to meet you behind closed doors just like these disciples. 
and turn that fear into peace and invites you to discover a renewed sense of purpose that he has for your lives. Friends, that's the second encounter that we see, that Jesus turns fear into peace and purpose. The last encounter I want to look at today is about a guy called Thomas. And here's what it says. It says, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so friends, in this encounter, Thomas hears the news about the risen Jesus from the other disciples. But he's feeling skeptical and doubtful. I know for myself, sometimes I doubt whether Jesus can really work in a situation or whether really things are going to change. I totally relate to Thomas here. Unless he can see and touch and see it and feel it with his own eyes and with his own experience, he's not falling for it. And I wonder if you've ever felt like that, friend. Maybe you've been let down by people a few too many times. Maybe you have that friend or family member that says a lot, but never really seems to follow through. Maybe you've been struggling with your health, your finances, your relationships, or maybe your past. Or maybe just simply, you're locked down in your house and going, is this thing ever really going to be over? Is God ever really going to come and work in this situation? And if that's you, then you totally understand where Thomas is coming from in this moment. And so how does Jesus meet Thomas where he's at? Well, a week later, we see the disciples and Thomas locked in a house. And Jesus appears and stands beside them and says to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out and touch my side. Stop doubting and believe. And then Jesus shares a promise that blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, let's understand this about Thomas. For Thomas, how could he fulfill the purpose that God had for him if he could not believe that purpose? If he could not believe that God even had a purpose for him? If he stayed trapped in his doubt, not believing that anything could or would ever change that Jesus had stayed dead, then how could he be a part of what God was wanting to do next? And friends, maybe you haven't seen anything yet. Maybe you're still waiting for something to change. Maybe you're doubting that God even has a purpose for your life, or maybe you feel like you've missed the boat. Maybe you used to feel Jesus working in your life, but you haven't for a while and you're realizing more and more that the highlight reel just doesn't cut it anymore. 
Well, here Jesus is saying, I want you to re-encounter me and allow me to turn your doubt into belief. And through that belief, I want to show you the purpose that I have for your life. You see, friends, in all of these encounters, we see Jesus meets us in the middle of our lives. Not on a mountain, not when things are going well, but in the middle of life as it's happening. And he meets us here to reimagine and re-encounter the purpose that he has for our lives. And the risen Jesus, friends, wants to meet with us right now. In our homes, in our bedrooms, wherever you find yourself today, the risen Jesus is wanting you to encounter him. And to to recap, here's what we've learned from these three encounters. We see that Jesus turns our sadness and panic into joy and purpose, that he turns our fear into peace and purpose, and that he turns our doubt into belief and purpose. And so we can see through these three encounters how Jesus can meet us where we're at. And so the question is, how can we re-encounter Jesus? Well, friends, I think the first step is by getting real. We see in these encounters people that are real and in the mess and in the midst of life and Jesus meets them in that realness. And so for those that have never had an encounter with Jesus, the first step to getting real is choosing to follow him. As we choose to follow him, we begin a lifelong journey of re-encountering him as he transforms us and teaches us to live out the purpose that he has for us. And so if you've never chosen to follow Jesus before, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me today. It's a simple prayer that goes like this. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for when I've chosen to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. Well, friends, if you've made that decision, we want to help you on the journey of encountering Jesus. And for all of us at LifeGate Church, we like to get real about where we're at, and then we also like to take practical action towards living out the life that God is inviting us to live. And so I came up with a practical acronym to help us re-encounter Jesus on a daily basis, and I call it getting real. And so here's the first step of getting real. The R in getting real stands for read your Bible. You see, friends, as we read our Bible, we discover who Jesus is in new ways, and we encounter new attributes of who he is and what he's wanting to do in our lives. And so if you struggle to read, that's okay. There's audio Bibles There's videos called The Bible Project that will help you understand and go through the Bible with you. There's reading plans that you can do on the Bible app. And that's one way that we can encounter Jesus in our daily life is by reading the Bible. The second part of getting real is to encounter him every day through prayer and worship. And friends, this can be five minutes. It can be as we walk, it can be sitting out in the backyard in the sun, 
It can be uh, praying for specific areas that we're wanting to see Jesus work. It can be praying for what God is doing in LifeGate Church. And we can listen to worship music. We can sing our own song to Him. Whatever works for you, I encourage you to encounter Him every day through prayer and worship. The next part of getting real is A, and it's about being a regular part of our community, whether that's on a Sunday, whether that's online, in person, when we can gather in person again, whether that's through being a part of a life group. I encourage you that there are a number of incredible people at LifeGate Church who want to do everyday life with you. They want to support you. They want to pray for you. They want to encourage you to be all that Jesus is inviting you to be. And so I encourage you, be a regular part of our community. The last part of getting real is to let others know what Jesus is up to. You see, sometimes it's in the sharing and the celebrating of what Jesus has been doing that we encounter Jesus. And so I encourage you, if you're online today and you're in the chat, why don't you just put in the chat something that Jesus has been up to in your life? And why don't you encourage everyone that's tuning in this morning and encourage them of how Jesus might be wanting them to encounter him. So if you're feeling a bit stuck on what this daily time with Jesus could look like, this week on our website, we're going to be starting releasing resources that are going to help you in your daily personal time with Jesus. And so you can head to our website. There's a resource section under there. You'll see personal time with Jesus And we're going to have some readings. We're going to give you some things to pray about, some worship links to listen and more. Because we want to invest in your daily time with Jesus so that you can encounter him and re-encounter him and discover all that he has for your life. And so as we wrap up our service today, I want to encourage us all to re-encounter Jesus even if it feels like we haven't experienced him working in our lives for a while. And once again, there's no shame there. We all need to re-encounter Jesus on a daily basis. And for others, maybe you've never encountered Jesus before either. And so I want to pray for all of us that we would have an encounter with Jesus. And so for those that are needing an encounter right now, I want to give you some time to think about one way, one characteristic where you're wanting Jesus to move in your life right now. And also, which of these steps of getting real that you want to do this week? And so, which encounter do you need, friends? Maybe you need your sadness and panic to turn into joy and purpose. Maybe you need your fear to turn into peace and purpose. Maybe you need your doubt to turn into belief and purpose. And if there's something else that you're needing, just substitute whatever that word is for what encounter you're needing at the moment. And then how will you encounter Jesus? Will you read your Bible? Will you encounter him through prayer and worship? Will you be a regular part of our community? And will you let others know what Jesus is up to? So friends, I want to give you 30 seconds with that to think about what encounter are you needing from Jesus? What attribute, what characteristic you feel in the word that works for you? And also, how are you going to encounter Jesus this week? And I want you to pick, I want you to pick something practical 
that you are going to do this week. Take 30 seconds to do that, and then we're going to come back. And so, friends, as we, as we wrap up today, whatever you're needing right now, you can ask Jesus for it. And so I just want to pray as we close that we would all re-encounter Jesus throughout this next week. So God, we just thank you that through Jesus we see a God that is wanting us to encounter and re-encounter him. And so we pray as we go into this lockdown, as we stay home, as we're feeling disappointed or whatever we're feeling, we just ask for an encounter with Jesus. We ask that you would bring joy into our lives, hope into our lives, peace into our lives, and renew our sense of purpose for the life that you are inviting us to live. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So friends, thanks for being a part of it. I encourage you, if you'd like some prayer, you can click that request prayer button and one of our team would love to pray with you and support you. Reach out if you need any help. Send us a message, send us an email. We're here to support you. And why don't you just take some time? We're going to put some reflection questions up. Take some time to discuss and celebrate what Jesus is up to. Thanks for being a part of it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name is Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to support you, help you get connected, and find out how you can take your next steps. So why don't you head to lifegate.org.au slash online and we'd love to find out more about you and how we can serve you as a church. Thanks for checking out this message and we'll catch you soon.